to You Can Do It Too, a podcast highlighting regular folks who followed their dreams and made it happen. I'm Joan Hutchinson, your restaurant maven. I've been described as a risk taker, though I never thought of myself that way. My mom always told me I could do or be whatever I wanted as long as I set my mind to it, and I believed her. I ran a successful catering company that led to owning and operating a top 10 Orange County restaurant and catering venue prior to earning a bachelor's degree in business management and marketing. You know what I learned by going to school after all of that? You don't need a degree to accomplish your dreams. You need drive, passion, and a belief in yourself. You also need some caring folks who support you and believe in you. I didn't need a formula to tell me how to properly staff for a week. I needed common sense and a deep care for creating outstanding dining experiences for my guests. I've been coaching and consulting with salespeople and small business owners for the last few years and blogging with business advice. I just wanted to do more, to reach more of you. I decided to talk with folks I admire who kick ass at what they do to show you that you can do it too. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm so excited about this episode. Um, I have been uh, talking a lot about fear and um, how you get past it. And one of um, my biggest fears, and I know many of you have the same fear, is talking to new people and how to deal with networking situations and how to just connect with people that maybe you're, maybe you think they're cool, but you're nervous and you don't know how to talk to them. Or maybe you are inspired by them in, in, for the way they deal with business or in their life experiences. And you would love to connect, but you just don't know how. So I invited three ladies who are incredible in this field. Mm -hmm. um, two you've met before. I will introduce them now. Uh, Michelle Ferry has been in employee benefits for 31 years. She's one of the top sales reps in her company. She's an eight-time sales leader of the year, 20-time member of the 100% Club, and Vice President Award recipient. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> All right. Um, Rebecca Baylor is a recruiter and a serial networker. She works as a search strategy coach at Hunt Club, which is a high-growth recruiting and technology startup. She's traveled the world. She's worked in several industries. And uh, welcome so much, Becca Baylor. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. And for the first time, Paula Matichek. She's got more than 20 years experience working for Fortune 500 companies. She is currently working on merger and acquisitions integrations, and she has global responsibilities in the financial, healthcare, communication, and biotech sectors. Paula's worked with Equifax, Enterprise Holdings, Express Scripts, Monsanto, Morgan Stanley, and MasterCard. Welcome, Paula. Hi, everyone. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everyone, to Facebook. Um, please make sure that you type any of your questions in the chat um, and all these ladies will be happy to answer them. Um, you can type it in the chat right here in Riverside 
or on Facebook. Uh, so first thing, um, when I first talked with Michelle, I posted something that she said over the last week um, when she said to talk to someone new each day. And I'm wondering, Michelle, if you have some recommendations for conversation starters. Yeah. Hi. Thanks, Joan. I'm really happy to be here again. Uh, I had a great time the first time we chatted. And I, as soon as I hung up, I was like, I want to do that again. <laughs> and oh, then you kind cool. of uh, rewatch it and look at yourself and think how you might improve. So <clears throat> this is my second opportunity. I, um, I kind of just thought that connecting with people or starting conversations was just sort of something everyone did. Um, and the story, I don't have to repeat the whole story, but the story is that I, I realized when my daughter went off to college that, <clears throat> you know, she was shy. I didn't even know she was shy. And so we kind of talked about some, some strategies on how you can create friends or make connections. And it starts, can start really simply. And if you're just brutally shy <clears throat> or an introvert, but yet you feel like you need to improve on that within yourself, it's like you start with really little things like say hi to three people that you walk by and that's it. Just good morning. And that's it. People are often shocked. They're like, good morning, you know, um, <clears throat> or hello or you know, anything. Um, so, so we started with that, like just, just start talking to some, say something to somebody you don't know. I mean, that's sort of the first step in becoming comfortable with your voice and your voice to other people. Um, <clears throat> and then was graduated into, you know, you can just sometimes start a, a conversation and it, it's, it doesn't always work, but <clears throat> you know, I would often get in an elevator and just, I'm just observant. So I'm just kind of looking at the people in the elevator with me and I might look down and go, Oh, those shoes are amazing. I love those shoes. And I'm not being fake. It's all, it's an honest opinion of mine. People sit in an elevator and they have thoughts about the people that are in the room with them, but they just don't say them out loud. You know, <laughs> that's so true. It's so funny. I just saw like a, a commercial about that and the guy, Oh, you know what it was? It's I just saw it. Yeah. The, uh, you know, acting like your parents when you buy the a house, the insurance guy and the guy standing in the elevator facing everyone. And <laughs> right. That's really ballsy. I, uh, I've often wanted to do that just to be funny when I'm in a, in a, in an elevator with people that I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, just being in an elevator and thinking thoughts and it's okay to compliment people and, you know, I, so many times I'll get the where they where they found those and what great price they got or <clears throat> that they have three them in three colors or, you know, and you just sort of start talking, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. So just little random things. And I think, Joan, you told the story when I was in the grocery store talking about something that was in someone's cart. And we ended up having a, a long conversation. And I think you <clears throat> talked to that guy for 15 minutes. <laughs> Because I just like to talk and uh, I'm a talker. But, um, you know, I mean, I could also get cues, right? Like I can get cues where they don't want to be involved in a conversation with me or they're brutally shy and don't want to be, you know, 
a bit of an extrovert that day. So it is a little bit of a fine line where you've got to, you, you want to put yourself out there a little bit just to gain some comfortability. Um, but one thing I was taught in sales training was when you, I have to go and make cold calls and go into people's offices and talk with them, people I've never met. And it's look around the room and find some similarities between you and the person you're meeting with. It could be a picture of their grandkids. It could be a sport that they're into. It could be a sports team that they love. I mean, it could be anything that you have some kind of common ground on, and that sort of helps you get conversation going and flowing. And once you're you're all feeling warm and cozy with one another and you've got a little bit of conversation going, then you can get down to the, this is why I'm, hey, this is why I'm here. Yeah. I don't want to waste, you know, 30 minutes of your day. Let's talk quickly about the reasons that I'm here. And then that obviously leads into more conversation. And, and for me and for sales, if you're interested in sales, building the relationship is the most important part of the sales process. You know, once you, once you have that relationship, you found some common ground, you have some things to talk about outside of, of work. Um, you know, you start to build with one another and, and, and trust starts to uh, get formed. So. Yeah. Paula, you also are so great at at talking to people that just walk up. And I I mean, can you expound on what Michelle just said? Sure. I'm, I think, I think um, I'm exactly the same, but it didn't start out that way. I mean, I was, I was painfully shy, um, young and, you know, there were a lot, there's so many things, prior to social media that you had to go to well i mean so you had to go to like um group activities for work or if you wanted to do any kind of professional organization or school and you had to stand up and talk which was which i think is most people's fear was definitely mine um you know but there were things that i did to to help me with that you know sometimes i would i would come you know i would just go to a meeting or a group event and I would see someone maybe like Becca and go, Oh, hi, are you, you know, where, what area are you from or what group are you with or what, you know, or where'd you find that cheese you got on your plate? You know, it could be something that simple. And she's (laughs) like, Oh, it's really good. It's over there. You know, I mean that, and that might be your just one little tidbit that you say, or, and, and, and just like Michelle said, I have no problem saying those are great shoes or I love your necklace or, and I'm, and I'm not saying it just to say it. I really did notice their right. shoes. I really do like their necklace. I mean, I think that's the key. We, uh, um, and I happen to do that all the time. I'll do that today. I, I don't even know where I was today, but I know that I, I was thinking about this meeting coming up right now and I'm like, here I am chit chatting with somebody. At, <laughs> I don't even remember what store I was. But, you know, I can, I can get all kinds of information. And, and again, it's not just to get information. And, I, and back in the day, I remember people, you say, oh, if you go networking in a group, you should come out with 25 business cards. I never was good at that piece of it. Guess what? I was the one that made the connection, though. You know, I made the connection. Because, like you said, Michelle, you, you look around or you have something um, maybe in common, maybe it's a book that's in their office or maybe, and you you either read it or you wanted to read it or, you know, you just ask about it, you know, and maybe, and don't be a, don't be a curmudgeon or a one, or a one word answer. Yes. 
no, you know. <laughs> so, but but I can right. usually, you know, you get some humor out of it, or damn, it's cold in here, you know, or what? It, it's just a comment, just yeah. like you said. You just bring it up to anybody and everybody. You get used to it. it mm -hmm. You know, you can talk to a clerk at a store. Yeah, I think that's the point too, right? It's like getting your com getting your level of comfortability of just saying things out loud to strangers right. and then just having a conversation with the stranger. Right. And I mean, yeah. you could think of it as maybe just making their day by saying, "Oh, that's a pretty sweater." I mean, you got to find somebody that you mm -hmm. that you and you know, you see something really nice. I was at the nail salon the other day. And I overheard this woman say she was 86. She was the only other one in there. So, you know, I look around. She did not look, she didn't look 70. And of course, and I knew her name also, her name was Joan, by the way, Joan. And I said, <laughs> and I said, and Joan, by the way, you look great, you know, on my way out. And she's like, oh, you made my day. But, you know, it was, it's, again, that's simple. You know, why not? Right. Why not yep. say that? It yep. made her day. And it's true. It was true. Becca? You look mm -hmm. like you you got something to say. <laughs> yeah. well, I just think the whole conversation is really is really interesting, and it's I you guys both brought up points about like you know how maybe it's not oh you need twenty five business cards at the end of this at the end of an event or um, you know a travel or you know your journey from point A to point B, but it's the genuine ones, yeah. um, the genuine mm -hmm. points of connections that makes that make the most sense and are the Absolutely. most valuable. It's really about building a relationship that Michelle said. Um, or like having having something that's genuine and deep. I think some of the biggest fears that people come up to me with when I talk about whether it's through the lens of recruiting or just in general as someone who I'm in I'm in my 30s, just moved to a new city. A lot of my friends are in the same place, and they're like, "How do you meet new people? Like, do you just have you know a list of a list of people that you try to find or a number or a quota that you try to hit?" And the answer is no. Like I <laughs> I pursue things that are of interest to me, and when I meet someone. I try to figure out what's of interest to them too. Um, not with it for any like, you know, any broader intention, but really that's what networking is all about is um, like connecting with someone on a genuine level. And I think some ways, I think Paula, you mentioned like networking was a little different back, back mm -hmm. then or, you know, a handful of years ago than it might be now. Right. And I think that's true too, but it, it makes it simpler in some ways, but also more complicated. So I find that very mm -hmm. fascinating. Yeah. But, right. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it takes confidence. So um, I think Paula, well, all three of you ladies have an incredible amount of confidence in yourselves, but um, Paula told me uh, that I always go on interviews. <laughs> I do. Love and that. She, she Love said, that. Um, yeah, cause mm -hmm. that's how I know what I'm worth, right. you know? And I was like, oh, my God, that is insane. And it gives um, you practice. I mean, there's a lot of practice involved. And I could either, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that I know that I could also um, toss the way of the recruiter if it is, doesn't work for me. You know, nowadays mm -hmm. it's a little harder, but because everybody has a job pretty much or options. <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, but I do, I do interview and I will talk to most recruiters um, if it's the job, if it's an interesting job, because you never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's really solid. I feel like sometimes, especially in the world of recruiting, sometimes people are like, oh, I need a new job. Let's network now. But two things that you brought up are just like, don't wait no. until you need to network. No. Right. Um, 
like in order to create one. And then also if you can add value, if you can have a conversation to see like what, what are they offering in this field? Like is the opportunity worth it? But also is this opportunity worth it for somebody I know? Cause right. if they're willing to reach out to you, they, they think you're skilled and qualified enough. So your referral for lack of better wording um, could mean more right than a cold yeah. reach out. And that person that you're referring may be more likely to have a conversation than if they were to be cold called by a recruiter in the first place. Yeah, so that's really absolutely. awesome. Yeah, I think on the flip side of that, too, I found, I mean, I have worked for the same company for 30 mm -hmm. years. I took a small snippet of a break and worked with another company. I've always encouraged other people to take all those interviews and pursue those opportunities. You don't really have a decision to make about whether or not you want the job until they've actually offered it right. to you. So you're, you're not making any decision. You're just having conversations. Mm -hmm. And in my business, what I found is that often the person I might have interviewed with for something, they've left the company and they've gone someplace right. else. And that was a beneficial relationship mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And it worked out for me. I now called on that person and asked that person for business. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you, you meet people all the way around the spectrum. You get your comfortability level again to a place where I can feel confident going in and interviewing. I don't have to take this job. I don't even know if I want this job. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to be talking to them about things that are important to me to see if it's a job I would really even consider as opposed to they're looking to see if they want me. It's also the other way around, right? right? Like I might not want them, but this is a great opportunity to meet someone in a position that can make decisions that could be at another firm later on, a few years later that I might really want to work mm -hmm. at. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. yeah, it worked for me. Yeah. It worked, worked for, me. for me. Somebody I interviewed yeah. with called me later and said, Hey, I know, I know you don't want the job I had for <laughs> you, but uh, would you be interested in this other job? And I absolutely was. And I totally loved that job. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was lucky in that regard. Um, <clears throat> so Rebecca, you told me that you were addicted to LinkedIn, and <laughs> I, um, which I thought was funny in, in two ways. <laughs> like, it's like, how can you be addicted to LinkedIn? I don't know. I scroll through what people are, are writing, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. But you actually inspired me to check into LinkedIn on a regular basis. Um, I am excited because, because of, of you and because of my goals for this year and this podcast and myself and my life, um, I am reaching out to people. Thank you, Rebecca, on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, I am. I posted on Facebook that I wanted to do a podcast on marketing, asked mm -hmm. anyone who's doing marketing or if they know someone who is to reach out so that I could have them on the show. The next day, the universe had somebody message me on LinkedIn who's a marketer. Nice. I love that. Yes. <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh, I this is just amazing. I, I said, I'm so glad you reached out to, and you want to join my network. I would love to have you on my show. And she agreed. So I am the, our next podcast will be on marketing and it's somebody uh, that I met through LinkedIn. Um, That's but, great. And I, I, you, Rebecca told me that I should, that you should send a little note when you ask to follow someone. So I have been doing that, but um what do you recommend you say when you're on LinkedIn and you're trying to reach out to someone? 
I that's a great question. Um, I am slightly addicted to LinkedIn. Part of it is through work too, though, just because being in the recruiting world, LinkedIn is the biggest networking platform for, for professionals. Um, there are many others, both conventional and otherwise. But if I reach out to someone, I think the biggest piece of advice I would give is keep it simple um, and also make it known why why you're reaching out. Sometimes we hesitate to ask a direct question. But if you have a question, there should definitely be a question mark in whatever you're saying. So like an example, like putting those things into practice would just be, hi, like, I love your work. I saw a couple posts. It really resonated with me. Would you be interested in catching? I think there's an, I would love to connect with you um, for 15 minutes. Would you be interested in hopping on a call in the next two weeks? Like that's a simple, straightforward ask. And also it's um, kind of as Michelle and Paula were saying earlier, it, it goes to build common ground also because mm-hmm. And that's I mean, if you admire someone, why not tell why not tell them that it's like it's that's the biggest compliment you could probably give. Um, and then the other piece is keep it short and sweet, sweeter than <laughs> sweeter than you might you might think. Um, so, so those are my piece of advice. If you connect with someone or if you have a particular ask. And the other thing I found is if you're asking someone to share a little bit about themselves, people generally have a lot of great advice and insights to share. Um, and why wouldn't they? No story is the same. So. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to ask someone to share that piece of you or their profession and evolution um, with you as well. So those are my thoughts. That's great. You? It's a great way to find that person that you interviewed with too, right? You've, mm-hmm. You're scrolling through LinkedIn and you found the different jobs that they've been at mm-hmm. and what their history is and all that. So it's kind of cool. And before I have a meeting, I'll often go on LinkedIn if I don't know right. them and go, what do they look like? You know, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm not. not yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Where they went to school, other people they know, it's all on there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm right. I, it's such a great tool. And I'm a little surprised when people that maybe are looking for jobs have a very um, simple, basic job description type of um, LinkedIn. I mean, anybody can go look at mine. Mine's probably a little robust. Just saying, you know, um, <laughs> you know, but I but I've also gone to uh, I've of course, I've gone to the classes that tell you how to do that so that you could be searched on for keywords and and different pieces of that puzzle. And again, I, I've mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of um, connections because of it you know, and 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 sharing. Again, I would say that doesn't sound just recently. I said that doesn't sound like a job for me, but I know somebody that's looking, I think, might be a great fit. Guess what? I just saw that she was hired on. You know, she just updated oh. her LinkedIn and said she started a new position, and it's that one. So, oh yeah. wow, that's great! I should be a recruiter. Just that kidding, awesome. I don't want to be a recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> but the company I work for called Hunt Club actually has work on it. We have our own software that's like essentially LinkedIn on steroids, but we still use LinkedIn for recruiting purposes. And one of the tools uh, that we have in there is kind of a, a next, an expert network. And so say Paul, like say I'm looking for somebody for a job. I find someone, I see that either related to Paula, who's an expert. And I would, instead of reaching out to that person first, I say, Hey, Paula, I have this great opportunity. We think that your connection um, or your mutual, you know, your friend or colleague, whichever, um, would be a great fit for this. Would you be interested in referring them to this nice. position? And it's just such a great way to build trust without even making the connection and also make sure that the job is a good opportunity 
for like the person's a good fit for the opportunity and also that that person's interested as well. And so that's really awesome that you're doing that. You should be a recruiter and I'll send you my expert network. I'm just, I would, you know, I think I probably would have been good at it, but, but um, I have no I just, doubt. I just find it, um, you know, it's just, a, in fact, I've gotten jobs from, you know, just going, well, tell me more about that job because maybe I know somebody. And then I end up with, that's how I got to Equifax. It wasn't, I, I think I've only applied for one job. The rest of the jobs I've been reached out to. So, you know, but I think that, again, that's all from networking. If they know you or if somebody else mentioned you to them and I mentioned people, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to not say that if they reach out, like if you (laughs) said, would you refer your friend so-and-so? And if, if I didn't have a good experience with them, you know, or I didn't think they were a good worker or a good fit. I mean, I would, I would tell you, I would say, and I would not put my name on it, you know, but I, but going back to referrals, I've, I've actually, because of networking, I know people and I've referred them and gotten those referral bonuses too. That's not why I do it, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's a nice, it's a nice little tidbit on top of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rebecca, I, I'm I'm asking you because you're the the LinkedIn expert. Are there other online um, ways to connect with with people that maybe you maybe you're looking for a mentor? Do you know? Uh, or is there? So that's a good question. Um, I'm actually curious if Michelle and Paula use any other online networking tools, but I think so like networking to me breaks down into two main categories, like social or personal, and then also mm-hmm. professional. I think the personal side, like, I mean, my fiance, uh, we just shared that I got engaged. I met him on online or via an app called Hinge. And so like that's networking, mm-hmm. right? Um, but so some of the other ones that I've used in addition to LinkedIn um, are Something called there's um, a dating app has spun out with like a, a friend networking component and also a professional component. So it's called Bumble and there's a Bumble Biz and a Bumble BFF option. And I actually I lived in Michigan for seven years. And when I moved back to St. Louis, Missouri, where I'm currently based, I was like, oh, I don't have a lot of friends here. I need to expand my network, find people who have common ground. And so when I used to use a dating app, it has a, a you know a friend connection component, and I switched over to that version, and I found a friend um, who has <laughs> since connected me with other friends, and now I'm in a hiking group I would have never been a part of, and we hang out and do all those fun things. So those things, I also think just any online community um, yeah. that is there, I think online tools mm-hmm. are awesome, um, but as long as you can, I think. They're awesome as as a tool and a resource, but the repetition needs to be there. And also, if you have the opportunity to make it in person or connect as in person as you can, like, that's great. It's the difference between, like, you know, liking someone's post versus commenting on it or by sending them a personal message, right? I feel like the more you can break down the virtual barrier is great. Just online tools allow you to expand that. One good example, and then I'll, I'll pause, is uh, LinkedIn. So LinkedIn actually has an option where you can say that you're looking for a mentor and you say what, or you want to be a mentor. And I cannot remember exactly how to get to this option, but basically you just Mm -hmm. toggle a switch kind of like the I'm hiring or I'm looking for work option. And you say what areas of interest you're looking, you're in and that you're looking for what kind of advice you're looking for. And then it matched, it randomly like pairs you and say, Hey, you have this interest. 
this other person is skilled mm -hmm. in this area. Would you be interested in like reaching out to them because they opted in also. So there's a lot of interesting things like networking is it's been around forever since humans mm -hmm. have existed, right. but it's evolving in very interesting ways to me. So I do dabble in other areas beyond LinkedIn. Right. But. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell a, a quick, interesting story there. I, I took a class. It was a class. It was a yoga. It was a, it, it was part of a yoga class. And I ended up talking with the instructor and we ended up going ice skating together. Of course we did. And then, <laughs> and then because we were both in the, in between jobs and um, we helped each other get connections, other connections within our field. Cause we are in the same field. I mean, you know, you, I, we would have never known that from a yoga class unless we had a little chit chat on the side. I don't even know how it started because right. it's just kind of normal for me. And the next thing you know, we're, we're, we kind of know the same people. We're looking at some, some of the same jobs. I'm also Becca in St. Louis. We'll have to, we'll have to meet up and, and share other yeah. stories. And, um, but you know, I mean, you just never know. It can be any of those classes, those, a class, a, a cooking class, and you're chit-chatting with the person you're with. Um, other, other things I would say was when you get together or there's classes, don't sit with your friend. Don't sit with your friend. Do not sit with your friend. Go to a different table. Mm -hmm. I do this with my husband. If you, you know, but we go out different, different party and we go to different tables and talk to different people. And then we come together and have a lot to talk about after that. And I, you know, cause I, I've been guilty. I've been, I sit with my, I'll sit with my friends sometimes and I regret it because I love catching up with them, but I didn't get any any other benefit out of that meeting or group or time. Yeah, right. We tend to we tend tend to kind of <clears throat> default with, "Hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to this event. You want to come right. with me?" And it's it is so much better if you just go by yourself. Go by yourself. You are forced mm -hmm. to talk to people when you go by yourself. Becca, I don't use any other tools other than LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I have obviously some social media um, where I can kind of keep up with people or find who's connected to who. And it's always really funny to see how we have five of the same similar connections, you know, and it's you're like, who are those? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of a fun, interesting thing to do. But I think you're right, Paula. Go. If you're going with somebody, just go separate and say, let's meet up in 20 minutes mm -hmm. and download info and go back out again if we want. And it's the same as like going to eat at a restaurant, right? Like go sit at the bar at a restaurant to eat. And the funniest thing happened to me. I went to, um, to a restaurant and I sat at the bar because I was by myself. <clears throat> and um, I just started chatting to this gentleman next to me and we had a 45 minute conversation. And I kept saying, I know I know you from somewhere. I know I know you. And we started going through, what do you do for a living? Which we hadn't even talked about in 45 mm. minutes. Like, where would our connections be? And I found out that 10 years ago, I bought my front door oh. from him. He, he was an iron guy. And I bought my iron front door from him 10 years ago. And I just kept, you know, it was like just so random. But when you leave a restaurant, when you go to a restaurant by yourself, you feel a little awkward and weird. And if you don't 
turn your head and say something to the person next to you, you leave feeling awkward and weird. But if you just turn your head Mm -hmm. and say something, it might be a five minute conversation. It might not be a conversation at all. It could be a 45 minute conversation. And then you leave going, that was fun. I, that was, that was a good time. Like I learned things about this person. I learned about all the places that he traveled. You know, we talked about similarities and all that and, nothing beyond just like it was nice to have a conversation with somebody and then just to find that funny right. connection that we'd had right. <laughs> 10 years ago he was like wow you have quite a memory <laughs> i can't believe you remember that but it just mm-hmm. yeah so it, it just can kind of make your experience so much better mm-hmm. that's awesome yep 100%. or being on a plane you're on a I plane you got to say something to the person next to you. Oh, yep. did I forget to plug in my computer? It says my battery is low. Huh? <laughs> what were you going to say, Becca? Well, I was just going to say, like, I mean, maybe not every conversation is like a detailed one or one that spirals. Mm-hmm. Those ones are beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. And I love having those, the, you know, the serendipitous moments that you didn't know were going to happen. But the thing is, is like, Someone has to set the spark to make it go. And so it really breaks down something like whether it's a five minute conversation, a two second interaction or, you know, 45 Mm -hmm. minutes later, like just networking is really a two and finding genuine connections. It's really a two way street. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think it really boils down to just like recognizing the humanity that is right next to you. Right. Right. Like, So if someone's sitting at a bar, why wouldn't you say hello? Because otherwise it's just two people sitting next to each other being like, wow, that person's not saying anything or this is slightly awkward. It's like just break the tension, right. and, and then, then find, and then you find yourself the whole the whole bar is every single person staring at their telephone, right. which is yeah. I can't mm-hmm. stand. So I won't ever bring it out if I go sit by myself yeah. because it drives. We have gotten so comfortable not talking yeah. to people that we sort of have to retrain ourselves to don't bring your phone out. Just look around and observe what's going on and make I that mean, even if it's just looking over and saying, how's that soup? You know, what do you, you know, that sandwich looks good. Which would you order? Yeah. And then it can start yeah. from there. Right? It, it could just get a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure right. I've been with you, Paula, when you've done that. <laughs> um, what I'm pretty is sure. That? What is I'm that? sorry. That excuse me for a minute. What are you eating? <laughs> yeah. Can I try that? No, I'm just I'm not that bold. <laughs> I mean, I think all of us on this call, we really kind of think that second nature. To us, it's second nature. So you really, again, coming back to the beginning, like you kind of think everybody can do that and but they can't, you know? And so, all of you, because it did not start out that way for me. I was uncomfortable talking to people that I did not know. I mean, if you know Joan, she's one of nine, and I'm one of them. And growing up in a big family, I mean, you need to have your voice heard. Right. So for me, it's just I've I've just always been a talker. Mm-hmm. I've always been a talker, but I've not been the one. I didn't used to be the one, like in my early twenties, late teens, yeah. early twenties, all through that time, that would be the one that initiated that conversation. I wouldn't have gone into that bar and restaurant. I would have gone gone through the drive through. I would not have, yeah. right? I, I yeah. yeah, no, I get it. I yeah. Have, I, I, and if yeah. I was forced to be there, I wouldn't be the one doing the talking. But then I realized that there's most, the majority of people 
were just like me. So why not do the, like, like Becca said, why don't I do the spark? Why don't I ask the questions? I mean, there's been tables that I've sat at and I've started the conversation and I'll just tell you, I was, you know, wasn't welcomed. <laughs> and that did not stop me <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I, and I'm, <laughs> I will, I'll get, I'll well, get I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah. I have to, I have the, the, the thoughts in my head of what I would like to say to those people. And they live with me for quite a few minutes before I talk. I am the youngest of all of those kids. So I really (laughs) never had to open my mouth because there was plenty of other conversation going on at the table, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am curious though, what would be your advice um, or tips or guidance for someone who like, who is maybe a little more shy or who doesn't think networking is for them? I'm just curious. Um, to get you guys' thoughts and per- perceptions on that. I used to be more shy and then gradually became more extroverted and I've been that way ever since. Um, but I'm curious. For me, I think it's going back to what we started what we started talking about in the very beginning about you have to take the little steps. Like you have to do it yourself. No one's going to do it for you. And so you have to take the small steps, a comment, a hello, having your voice heard out loud to strangers is a good way to just get Mm -hmm. started. And if you're at a networking event, Becca and Paula, Joan, you guys all probably know this. I mean, maybe write five questions down that you'd hope to ask someone that you met there that you don't know. And if you're super uncomfortable with doing that, five questions is a lot. And then you want to hightail it the heck out of there, mm-hmm. right? Like, I got five questions. I'm out of here. I'm so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But when you leave, you know, you have gained something. But but even so, you could be – so what I did when I wasn't the question giver, you know, I I would be with someone like you, and I would listen to what you would say and how you got a reaction. Sometimes you learn what not to do when that happened. Right. So the next, well, and then the next time you have a question or you have a different way of approaching something because you saw somebody, whether it be at your table or in, in the room with you or next to you or wherever, you know, the little cheese and cracker area, you know, whatever that is. Right. (laughs) Because sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't usually start out with the professional question. I mean, I, it always starts out with. Right. You know, right. yeah, I mean, maybe it is where do you where do you work or where where's the cheese table or where's the drinks or <laughs> what table are you sitting at or any of those things. I mean, those can that are non work specific related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it used to always be that the conversation starter was what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. And then we right. figured out that nobody likes that question. I, don't, I still you know? don't like it. Right. And <laughs> so I think. So recently I've, I've realized how hard it, it, it has been lately. Maybe I've moved, I've moved quite a bit um, and not just a little ways. I've moved quite far from state <laughs> to state. Um, and uh, it, what's interesting is the more, the further I, the more I move, the less I am networking and, mm. and I've felt the negative effects of that. So Mm. I think that it's very important 
to my life and my well-being and my happiness. And I feel like my life is more full when I am reaching out to people, when I am starting conversations. And so this has been a big thing for me. And this, this uh, You Can Do It Too podcast has helped push me to reach out to people. And it is scary so scary. And I said to my husband yesterday after um, the girl that I messaged uh, about the marketing responded and said she would love to do the show, I was so excited and it made me feel so good that I reached out. And I said, why are we afraid to talk to people? I mean, what are they going to say? Like, I'm not interested. So, so what? Right? I mean, I'll just talk to the next person. Right. It's not that big yeah. a deal, you know? Why do we make it such a big deal? But to me, the fact that I did it, I thought about it. I reached out. I'm excited that I did. Um, she's mm -hmm. not the only one. I also talked to a local winemaker here in Door County. She's just opened up. She and her husband have a winery that they just planted their vines last year. Wow. And they actually are really close to our house in Egg Harbor here in Door County, Wisconsin. Um, called Anchored Roots, and she is going to be on the show, and I'm super excited to talk to her. Mm -hmm. um, cool. But it's just, you know, it, it makes me so excited that I did it, and that propels me to be less afraid yeah. to step the next up time. the next time. Sure. And it opens your world, you know? Yep. Your um, world just becomes more open as you bring more people into right. it yeah. yeah right yeah what what are your thoughts becca about that about networking for for shy folks or folks because i often i mean i think it's really important like i'm an extrovert so i think it's really important to acknowledge that piece in the puzzle because a lot of people are like oh you can do it but i can't do it and i think mm -hmm. if i were to give advice to someone who feels like networking isn't for them or who's you know a little on the shyer side or introverted side i'd say like kind of three tips. One, like be curious, really people, people, no one has lived the same life twice. I'm a twin and I can tell you it is, that is true, right? Like our lives are very different, even as we're as similar as can be. Mm -hmm. um, and it just means so much to people. If you are curious about them, what they like, the conversations mm -hmm. that stop at a halt, it's the ones that aren't, don't end like open enough to give you something to grab onto, to be like, oh, okay. Um, you know, where do we go from here? So just be curious, asking about people, whether it's their shoes, the food on their plate, you know, what, what brings them joy, anything. Um, and then another piece is like, sometimes in talking with more introverted folks, I feel like people don't want to be a burden, right? They don't want to, you know, my, my partner is a little more introverted than me and he'd be like, oh, you don't have to talk with everyone. And he really <laughs> doesn't want to like, in, if someone's, you know, when Sam in the grocery store, I'm like, oh, someone has this this leak in their cart and I haven't seen a leak in days. I'm going to ask about where, which aisle they got it from or where they got it from. And he's like, they're shopping. They're probably going from point A to point B. Why would I interfere with that? And honestly, like, I think some of the tips I would give is like that person probably, if they have a leak in their cart, they were probably excited to put it there. Why wouldn't they want to share that with you? You know what I mean? And so it doesn't have to be a long conversation, but like, don't think of yourself as a burden. Like you'll get a hint. You will be, right. they'll probably be acutely aware if they're really unwanted, you know, in that conversation. And most of the time, 99% of the time, that won't be the case, right? Um, and then the last piece is like, 
I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, networking or speaking or talking is for extroverts. And I don't think that's the case. I think networking is for people and we're all people. It's like the most basic form of networking, Joan and Michelle brought it up, is our families. Like, like if you think way back in the day, like your family, your community, a member of your church, like that was your original network. And now we have this beautiful ability to go beyond that. Um, and we often do. And so like, it's not something that I think is just for one type of person or not. Like everyone benefits Absolutely. from a network. It's yeah. Cause they're valuable for right. so many ways, professional, personal, emotional Absolutely. support, um, right. or even just sense of feeling and purpose kind of like Joan was saying. So yeah, I think I obviously I'll choose the networking point when I've worked, <laughs> I'm in recruiting. I love it. I'm here. So right. <laughs> I find that a lot of people may not have grown up in the same type of situation where that they, had com they had a two way conversation. Maybe they were talked at or talked to, you know, not with. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yep. so there's there's a a group called Toastmasters. If everybody's familiar with Toastmasters, mm -hmm. and I remember the first time I heard about Toastmasters, I I like rolled my eyes. I thought, oh, that's the stupidest thing. I'd never, you know, I'd never do something <laughs> like that. Anyway, I've been doing that for a while so but you that you learn you learn in the to something like toastmasters you get a chance to uh not do these filler words um and ah you don't even know that you're doing or playing with a pen you know clicking a pen uh you have lots of other people that's another networking thing that's one of the reasons <laughs> that's one of the reasons uh i started with networking or using uh toastmasters is because I had no other way to network in the company I was at, and it was driving me nuts. So I, so I, did, I went to one of their meetings, and it came from all different groups, and I got to know all kinds of people. And guess what? I was very successful in my job because I had connections that I could call on and ask them mm -hmm. how to get things done. You know, and it was again that wasn't the exact intention of it, but not only did I learn different skills that we don't usually get to practice or that we don't even know if you don't know that you're not a good conversationalist or why, you know, a lot of things will come out in those kind of trainings. Most of your work will pay for them. These are all work related. I didn't just go to Toastmasters right. down the street. Those happen too. But this was, these were all work related mm -hmm. where you can meet people from different groups, hear different, you know, guess what they're doing speeches on work. You know, so you get to know a lot mm -hmm. of different things that are going on at work and how how you communicate, how they see you. You know, it's it definitely can be a confidence builder because everybody needs mm -hmm. to be able to convey their beliefs, their what's going on at work, the end of year reviews. It all helps. It all helps. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating to me. So I've heard of Toastmasters. I've never actually done it before or participated in events. So you're you're inspiring me to do that oh. now. That's really important. Um, and I think something that you brought up too, like a couple of things, is you, you like people aren't just born good speakers versus not or good at networking or not. Like without practice, you, I mean, you can't do very many things well without practice, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so it's part of that too. And so making baby steps to get there is really important or, you know, finding a space where you can practice and get feedback is great. Mm -hmm. Um, the other piece that I think is interesting is you were talking about your network and the value you got from it. If you needed to ask a question and, you know, you could, you had someone that you mm -hmm. could go to. And I think we think about the value we get, but also like being in a network, 
there's so much value that each of us can provide to folks and who is in our network can help make connections, right? Like Paula, you said, I'm not, you know, my case is similar. Like I've applied to one or two jobs. All the other ones were referrals and my career is, I mean, hopefully we'll continue for many more years. So we'll see if that, you know, trend holds up or not. But I think that's really valuable for folks who don't have networks. And by you networking with them, you expand yeah, theirs. Absolutely. Into, right. it, it's so powerful because networks mean everything. And some people start with different ones or networks that start in different mm -hmm. places. And so if you can provide value to someone else's, that's right. awesome. I love the connections yeah. and finding out that you're like, it's some weird, some weird way you're connected to people that you didn't like, how do you all, how did this happen? Right. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Michelle thoughts on that. <laughs> no, I think those are all good tips. You know, I mean, the one thing that I thought of as, um, practice, practice, practice is so true, Becca. I mean, in my business, um, I'm a wholesaler. So I don't often meet my client before I sell my product to them. Um, <clears throat> but there are occasions when it's a very large client, potential client, where we have to go and present in front of their board and their decision makers, and we take a team. And, and so just getting that team together and getting in a room and running through it and running through it and running through it and running through it until we're all comfortable because we all walk in that room with some pressure to perform and we all get a little nervous, even though we've been doing it for years and years and years and we know our material. It's a new client with new questions, with new nuances mm -hmm. and you know, if we can get in a room together and we can talk out loud to each other, which is to me, it's the hardest thing to do is to present in front of my own peers. Mm. And I can present in front of an audience of people I don't right. know. But when it's with people I know, it's it feels like a lot and more pressure. And so being in that room. What do you think that is? Because I think this is really I, important. Yeah, I think um, just understanding my level of competency and when mm -hmm. generally when I'm in front of a group of my peers they're all they're all very competent mm -hmm. and all of us have different strengths you know like especially when I first started into sales I thought I needed to be like my sales manager and I quickly realized wait we are two totally mm -hmm. different people with two totally different approaches and that's okay but you still sort of have a little bit of pressure like I want them to think I'm as competent as I think they are, you there know, you so just, just being in that room and practice, mm -hmm. practice, practice, going through it till you feel like you're at a level of comfortability. You walk in so much more confident and mm -hmm. you can ask the probing questions you need to, because you're not so nervous and focused on what your next slide is. Right. You can actually back up the truck and stop and, you know, let's, let's go back and ask some questions and you just, you're more comfortable. And I'll tell you most of the time when our team presents in person, we win. Mm, nice. We but, win. but Michelle, go, going back yeah. to that, how you feel, I think that's how a lot of people that are introverted or shy or young and haven't, they yeah. have that same thing that goes on in their head that, you know, maybe I'm not good mm -hmm. enough or they don't want to talk to me or I don't have anything to say. But you do. I mean, mm -hmm. who, if you like their necklace, you have something to say. If you 
want to ask how yeah. that how's that soup over there you have something to say you you know and mm-hmm. and maybe there are things as you get go along that you want to be a little more interesting maybe you want to talk about a hobby you know or how you met somebody you know because you were hiking or do you know of any good hiking trails oh you hike at which trails have you been on what do you like what's around here you know for sure do you have any groups whatever but they don't i think they just don't have the confidence or they think that somebody's gonna shut them down or roll their eyes or Mm -hmm. whatever but i i don't find a little bit of a freezing yeah, it's a little bit of a freezing thing with people that aren't comfortable in that situation. They just kind of freeze up. Like, I literally can't think of a single question to ask, you know, but I think your advice of following around somebody that does do that well, you kind of pick up some of those things like you mentioned yeah, earlier. Absolutely, you do. Yeah. And I also think just knowing that you, everyone has value to provide, right? Mm-hmm. And so that may look very different. Um, I don't know. It was, it was looking up networking before this and I came across this interesting study about like people who who hates networking and who doesn't and it turns out almost everyone does but it gets less <laughs> and less as you get older I'm some weird anomaly but like <laughs> and it's because like like with seniority or with time or with tenure or like expertise like if I need sales advice I'm about to go to Michelle you know like versus being you know young in your career or maybe career shifting people feel like oh I don't have any value to provide but it's like if you're if you like somebody's company or their group or whatever, like you could, you know, say, Hey, I'm interested. If you ever want feedback from a perspective like mine, be happy to give it. Or you're running, you know, and and say there is a a nonprofit Mm -hmm. you're interested. It doesn't have to be like, you know, money related or job related. You'd be like, I'd love to take notes at your next meeting. Or I could capture a couple pictures and post it to social media. Like everyone has value to provide. Right. And so, or they have an event coming up and you could volunteer a couple hours and and hang out. I've met so so many people that way. But it's because I like to, yeah. you know, I, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> Becca talked before about volunteering as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's a great thing because you wouldn't volunteer yeah. for something that you weren't interested in. So people right. that you meet that are other volunteers are obviously interested in that as well. And, you know, yeah, it just goes from Usually there. Usually people that get um, out and do things I think- are very interesting. They have lots to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, so I think some takeaways are, um, don't sit with your friends or your spouse when you go to a party. Uh, that's a good work one. Work the room, work um, the room. <laughs> right. Um, use open questions. Um, when you're talking with someone new and yeah, okay, I like your shoes and they say, well, thank you. And if they don't offer where they got it and you say, well, did you know where'd you get those or you can think of uh, another leading mm-hmm. question that is an open-ended question so that um so then they'll have an answer uh i was just reminded of uh when we used to cater um we catered for this one uh woman many times and her significant other um as we were setting up the room and getting ready for the event he would be walking around saying, um, and so uh, you live on the hill or I love the view from your uh, terror. Like he would be practicing the comments he was going to say to people all before the party. He would just be practicing through the whole thing. You know, oh, that tie, you know, you know, I don't know. He, he was just so funny to listen to. And I, just, <laughs> I, I thought it was 
I, I really thought it was weird, but in reality, it's smart. If he he was uncomfortable, mm -hmm. so in order to make himself comfortable, he was practicing questions. So why not before you leave the house, think of three questions you could right. ask. I mean, you know, the easiest thing to fall back on is the weather, but I I like to say the sky was amazing tonight. Did you see right. that? Instead of just saying I'm so glad it's not raining today, right. you know? Well, yeah, but you know, you bring up a really good point, Joan, because the other thing is if you're kind of a curmudgeon and you're kind of, you know, the sky, at least it didn't rain on us, nobody, nobody really wants to be around those people, you know, and we've all been in those moods where we are those people. But we, you know, yeah. so usually it's positive. Those are great shoes, you know, the weather's great. Let's go out mm -hmm. on the deck, you know, or whatever it is. But the... But the, yeah, at least it, I guess it didn't rain on us. Good thing it's not raining or whatever the, you know, the yeah. kind of not so <laughs> fun comment. That's probably, that's probably yeah. a big piece of that advice. Don't, don't be that person. Mm -hmm. Right. Also, 100% yeah. believe that talking out loud to yourself is very underrated. Like <laughs> you need to practice something. I mean, talk out loud vocally or practice something in your head, whether, mm -hmm. Um, I've learned to speak another language. It's like some of the people that I, you know, speak with and they're like, oh, I just can't get it any further. And I was like, did you say it out loud? Like that yeah. is the number one thing, whether you're practicing for a presentation or, you know, thinking through mm -hmm. some questions you might ask somebody later, like just say it out loud. Absolutely. I do that. I absolutely do that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> is it a little weird? Yes. Are we leading in? Also, yes. <laughs> Um, one other thing was find similarities. I, I liked that. So you, so you, you're trying to think of something to say to somebody at the table, you're at some business mm -hmm. luncheon, you know, you know, chamber luncheon or whatever, mm -hmm. and, uh, find some similarities. I have incredibly curly hair. So when I see somebody else with incredibly curly hair, I'm like, oh my God, your hair looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. What did you use? Right. Because mm -hmm. mine is always so stinking frizzy, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I, the finding the similarities is, is another um, really easy lead-in for yeah. networking. I don't yeah, want to take too much more time because I know people get bored listening to uh, anyone over 40 minutes, and we're well past that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I have so enjoyed speaking with you ladies tonight, and I hope that um, – Everyone listening has enjoyed as well and um, got some good things that they can use. Um, practice, practice, practice is a great thing. Uh, I was listening to um, a book called Your Restaurant Sucks, and he talked about practice, 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 and how, uh, how all the basketball players, you know, they don't just do the free throws, and once they get 10 in, they're, they're done. You know, they practice. So mm -hmm. it's, it should be the same for life all the way around. Right. And um, uh, networking is not a dirty word. Let's just think of it as making connections instead mm -hmm. of networking. It's not a scary thing. Um, it's about uh, just making your life more full because when you meet somebody who uh, maybe has lived in a different country or experienced a war or uh, has a new job and is super excited about it. Um, it just, uh, fills your life that much more. So, um, thank you everyone for joining right. us tonight. Thank you. Nice meeting um, you ladies. My guests. 
Yes, and my guests, please uh, stay on for just a minute, mm -hmm. and we'll say goodnight. Why am I doing this podcast? Because it's important to me that you all know that um, you don't have to be uh, royalty to have a great life to reach your dreams. So keep stretching, keep reaching, and uh, you can do it too. Yay. Well Bye, done. Everybody.